welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. What is up, Soul Revival fam? Man, another week. Feels like it's been forever since I've seen you. (laughs) That's because it is. Some of you I haven't even had the opportunity to meet yet, but... I just want to say hello. Actually, can I get a high five? I miss high fives the most. Okay, you missed that one. I know that you missed that one. Can we can we give it one more try? One more try. Let's go. Bam. All right. I'm going to assume everybody else did it. For all the cool cats out there, give me a fist bump. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but being caged in, feeling in our house right now, uh, it's been a little bit crazy. But at least the weather's getting a little bit nicer. We get an opportunity to enjoy the weather a little bit more. And we're so thankful that you're here with us this morning. Because we've been in an awesome series called Straight Out of Context. I think that there's so many misconceptions when it comes to the Bible. Things that we are taught. Things that we just assume based on things we've heard before. Or some of the ideas we have about who God may be. And we just want to talk through them. We want to be real. We want to give you the opportunity to process it a bit too and come along on this journey with us. So this week, we're going to be in week four of the series. So in week one, we talked about getting what you deserve, which we don't. Uh, spoiler alert. You can watch any of our messages and catch up at any point in time. Uh, week two was our opportunity to talk about only God can judge me. And what that looks like within our lives. And then last week, uh, Melissa had a great message on God can only give us what we can handle. Or he only gives us what we can handle. uh, Which we're able to dive into and unpack a little bit more. Where actually, he gives us a little bit more than we can handle so that we need him. And that we can rely on him. And this week, we're going to be in Matthew 7. So I want to give you the opportunity to uh, open up your Bibles. If you don't have it, that's cool. The verse will be on the screen. But also, if you're watching on a different device in your phone, because I don't want you to switch off of the device, I don't want you to switch from the message, but if you have an additional MacBook, computer, iPhone, whatever that might be, there's a Bible application that you can check it out to and highlight, and it's great. It's free. I love free stuff. You hear me talk about that a lot, but it's an opportunity for you to also be in God's Word. And we also want to let you know that the Bible is not... A book of rules and regulations. I know that it can feel like this thing that you have to read and try to figure out what to do so then you can follow the rules to earn the love of God. But actually it's a love story about the God of the universe that in the midst of a broken world sent his son to die. And it's a love story about him coming back after us. And there's principles within here that lead and guide us for the best life that we can have so that we can grow closer to God and help impact the lives of those around us. So hopefully you got an opportunity to get to Matthew 7. I had the luxury of knowing what we were reading, so I had a nice little uh, little string there. So I beat you. Probably didn't, but <laughs> trying to have a little bit of humor. It's hard when you're the only one laughing. You don't know if anybody's laughing along with you. Um, so in the comments section, give me an amen if you're laughing. That would mean a lot. Uh, Matthew 7, starting off in verse 7. Actually, we're going to start off in verse 12. Uh, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Let me read that again. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and prophets. And if you can tell your neighbor, you can put it in the comments section. If you can, I don't know, 
just speak it out if you're if you're alone in your living room right now. The title of this message is Trick or Treat. That's right, Trick or Treat. Hopefully, uh, piques your curiosity a little bit. But if you would, would you pray with me as we get started this morning? God, we thank you. We thank you so much that you are here and that you are with us. Lord, I pray that you would help me communicate your word, that you would help me get out of the way, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through me, that there are some people this morning that this is for them, that you are speaking directly to them and you're going to penetrate their hearts. So Lord, I just continue to pray that I can get out of the way. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, quarantine, the quarantine life. I don't know if you guys have been watching commercials because you're watching TV or if you have a DVR and you fast forward through commercials, but there have been so many commercials about connectivity. And I think right now more than ever, it's been more difficult to connect with one another because we try to do it virtually like this. We love to hang out, but I'm all about high fives. I like a good bro hug. I love to say what's up to some people. So now not being able to be in direct connection, you can feel that tension. And some of these commercials have done a great job of it. Uh, There's one uh, Macy's put out where it's showing the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And it's saying, man, we come together to celebrate and to be thankful. And then it has everybody coming out on their balconies and saying, we're going to start that off a little bit sooner this year. I was like, man, that just, you know, got my heart a little bit. I'm like, oh, I wish I had a balcony. How can I go out on my front porch? And I point that way because that's where my front porch is uh, because I'm in my living room and talking to you and yours. But maybe we could do something like that, connect through our front porch, uh, because connectivity is so important. And in the midst of watching that commercial, my my youngest son, Malachi, I have three boys, Matthew, Micah, Malachi, they are seven, six, and four. And our four-year-old looks at me and he goes, when is Halloween? Because they love trick-or-treating, they love costumes, but there's, there's no, need for Halloween in order for them to wear costumes. They're running around the house, every superhero you can imagine, but they're thinking about, I want a trick or treat. So he sees a commercial about Thanksgiving and starts thinking, did I miss out on Halloween? Because I don't want to miss out on all the candy. I don't want to miss out on all the treats and what's out there for us. And I think it's so funny because as we think about that, as we think about trick or treating, um, for one, how would we do that right now? probably would be canceled. So hopefully things clear up before that time comes. Otherwise you might see a whole lot of people uh, with costumes of yardsticks or <laughs> got their, uh, their markers, six feet, six feet. But when you trick or treat, or as a kid, when you were to trick or treat, you were excited. You were anticipating that time to get to go out and participate in that. And I think it's funny because there's a whole lot of tricking going on. It's really about the treats, right? Or you might walk up to the door of someone's home and they might mess with you a little bit, but ultimately, you know, you're going to get that treat. And it's an incredible feeling when you do, especially when they hook you up with the, an awesome one. It's not somebody giving you a toothbrush or a toothpaste. I'm sorry, any dental hygienists and dentists out there. I love them. I'll take that all day. Um, but it, it's this excitement and this joy when you get the treat that you were really hoping for, that you thought would um, really excite you, that you could go home and dump out your bag afterwards. But I got to thinking about that as my little guy was asking me about trick-or-treating and when Halloween was going to be. And oftentimes we think of God in a way that we, we go to him with our requests, but we think he's trying to trick us. 
We don't think he has a treat for us, but we think he's trying to trick us, that he doesn't really have the best intentions for us, or he's not looking out for us or doesn't want to give us the desires of our hearts. And I want to rewind back a little bit. So we started in Matthew seven twelve, and with any story, you got to start at the beginning, somewhat the beginning. Now, this is in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, but there's a, an area where Jesus is speaking specifically about prayer and what that looks like and leads directly into our text for this morning. And in that, in Matthew 7, 7 to 8, it says this, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be opened. And what, what Jesus is referring to here is our opportunity to connect with God. Our opportunity to grow closer in a relationship with Jesus. And when he's saying, ask and you shall receive, it's having this expectation that God's going to respond. But think about it with trick-or-treating as a kid, you have to say, hey, mom and dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, friend, whoever is going to be walking along with you, it's, hey, can we go trick-or-treating? Can we go out and do this? And it's going to God. God wants us to communicate with him. And ask, seek, and knock. The Greek word for those is to keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. It's like relentless. And if you've got kids out there, or maybe you are a kid, and you can you can relate to that desire and that passion. Be like, man, I just want to get out there. Can we go yet? Can we go yet? Can we go yet? I'm ready to get some candy. See, but asking, and you shall receive. It, it may not always look the way that we would anticipate it looks when we ask God for something, but he will respond because he loves us. He'll respond with grace. He'll respond with love, with mercy, because he cares for you and he's there for you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. See, but it can't just stop with asking because then you have to seek. Think about it. If you were to go out to trick-or-treat, some of you are just tripping out right now because it's April and we're talking about trick-or-treating, but uh, I'm hungry for a snack. (laughs) Right about now, anybody got a Snickers, Twix? Uh, but seek, you gotta, you gotta go out there and look for the houses with the lights on. You gotta see who's participating, where you can get those good treats and snacks from. You're not gonna just walk out your door and be inundated by people coming at you. And that's what God's saying. He's saying you gotta, you gotta seek me though, because like, you ask, God, you will receive, but you have to seek a relationship with me. That's through prayer, talking to God diligently. That's through God's word so that he'll speak to you in and through it. This is his living God-inspired word. And as you open it up and you dive in and you just immerse yourself into the stories and the way God was working in and through people, he'll speak to your heart. It's through worship. We had a time of worship and praise through music, through uh, just praising and celebrating God for what he's done. But it's those things. Those are the ways we continue to seek God so that we can get to know him better. Like any good relationship, the more you seek someone out, the more that you learn about them and the closer you get. But then to knock. Knock and the door will be opened. Sometimes we're knocking on doors, we're banging on doors, we're saying, God, let me in. But the beauty is it doesn't say the door is locked. And it's a door, it's not a wall. So there there will be an opening. On the other side of that door might not look the way that we anticipated, but God's saying, I got a plan for you. And I'm going to lead you somewhere. I'm going to guide you somewhere. But you got to keep on asking. You got to keep on seeking. And you got to keep on knocking. Because he's seeking after you. 
He's asking for a relationship with you and he's right there on the other side of that door. He wants a relationship with you directly. There's nothing you could have ever done. No mistakes that you've ever made that can separate you from the love of Jesus. When you step into a relationship with him and some of you are like, yeah, I love Jesus, but right now I feel like I'm just not making the right choices. That's okay because he loves you and he'll still meet you right where you're at. There is no condemnation in Christ. And he's giving us guidelines here of how we can step into a better relationship with him. See, but as I go back to our reference of trick-or-treating today, like when you step up to someone's doors, you don't anticipate someone giving you a bad treat. Like at the end, you might have to go dump your bag out and anything that doesn't have its own specific wrapper or, you know, the the unfortunate few might not give you uh, something that is very kind. But for the most part, you're excited to go trick-or-treating because you're going to get something good. You're going to get a treat. But we have to continue to ask ourselves then, if we're going to God in these ways and we're seeking God and we're knocking, we have to expect a good treat, right? God wants to give us good things. If we continue on in the verses that follow in Matthew 7, 9 to 11, here's what it says. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And I, I think about it with my kids too. When they come to me and they ask me, I want to give them anything that I can. And I'm broken, flawed, imperfect, but I want to provide for my kids. I want them to know how much I love them, but I also want to take care of them because God has called us to that. And God's saying, but how much greater am I that I want to give good gifts to my kids? But it might not always look the way that we would hope or that we would like or expect. Like if you were to come in with all that candy and you got a haul from it, first off, you want to make it last a while. But you just want to dive in so quickly that sometimes you lose track of it and could end up with a stomach ache. So a good parent might be saying, hey, that's it for today. Here's an apple, though. Does that apple sound good? No, maybe not. But it's healthy. It's good for you. So the way God responds to our requests at times, man, it's, it's going to do something to help us grow, to help us persevere. Like right now, what we're facing in this current moment, some of us are praying to God, get me out. But we have to take a pause and say, all right, I'm reaching out to you, God. I'm asking, I am seeking, and I am knocking for a way out. And he's saying, I got you. It's coming. Don't worry about it. But right now I have something for you too. I'm going to respond. I'm going to give you opportunities to love people. I'm going to give you opportunities to show not only my love to others, but I want to use some other people to love you too. Because God will use other people to answer our prayers. We use other people to speak to our hearts, to help us, to be there for us, to love us and to care for us. See, God may not give us everything we want, but he will give us what we need. Let me say that again. He may not always give us what we want, but he will give us everything that we need. We just might not realize that what we're getting in that moment is what we need. But he wants to refine us. He wants to grow us. He wants to help us because he loves us. Like a good parent who wants to give his kid good things. I don't love milk, but I know milk will do better for me than pop, right? At dinner. Kids always want a juice box and it's like, let's get some water today. There's things that we're doing to help our kids. They're asking and they're receiving, but it just might not look like the way that we might anticipate or we might desire. 
See, but here's what's really interesting. Because the closer we get to God, the more our desires start to look like his desires. The more we're seeking him and we start to understand, man, he's doing a work in our hearts and our lives. We start to like the apple. We start to like the water. Start to go, man, I couldn't imagine going back to what it used to be because now I'm just feeling more energized. I'm feeling more joyful. I feel like I got something inside of me that just wants to jump out. That's the Holy Spirit trying to work in and through you. Because regardless of the circumstances you're facing, I, I know there's some people out there right now that you might have lost a job because of this. Or your kids are driving you insane because you're trying to be a teacher and they're not listening to you the way that they listen to their teacher. Or maybe you're feeling lonely because where you live and having to be in quarantine, there's not anybody else there with you. And those are things that are hard. But you need to know that God cares. And he's going to work all things for his glory and his good. When you're in relationship with God and you're living into that purpose, it might feel like you're not moving right now, but God can work a miracle in the mundane, I promise you. So just because it might not look like you would hope it to be, doesn't mean God's not working because he is. And then the following text goes into our our verse for the day, which I love because it might not make the most sense. And that's what I want to unpack with you is in Matthew 7, 12. So in everything do to others, which you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Like, wait a second. You were just telling me how I'm going to get everything that I want. If I talk to God about it, he's going to meet me where I'm at. But now, now I'm supposed to do to others, which you would have them do to you? How does this work? What does that look like? And when it says the law and the prophets, the law, that is the first five books of the Bible, of the Old Testament. And then the rest of the Old Testament is the prophets because, well, prophets wrote all of them. But when it's referred to in that way within the Bible, it's speaking to the Old Testament. But it's a fulfillment of the Old Testament. It's a fulfillment through Jesus. But do to others what you would have them do to you. The golden rule, right? Or I like to call that 24 karat magic. <laughs> Some of you had the song going in your head in that moment. But the golden rule, do to others what you would have them do to you. Treat others the way you would like to be treated. Treat others the way that you would like to be treated. See, but before Jesus, the golden rule was not do to others as you would have them do to you. It was, it, it was, don't do to people what you wouldn't want them to do to you. And that's that was a saying used through a lot of different philosophers, religions, all of it. And Jesus kind of spinned it like, no, we're going to look at the positive of this thing. Do for others as you would have them do for you. See, but I think when treat others as we'd like to be treated comes to our minds, we might fall into that negative side of it. Like, you know what? They did that to me. Or I wouldn't like it if they did that to me, so I'm just going to chill and step back. Or you know what? If if that opportunity presents itself, then I would help out maybe. If life wasn't too crazy. If I was in a position to be able to do that in this moment, then I would be good. Then we could continue forward. Or maybe you're, you're someone that's like, you know what? I just want people to leave me alone. I'm in the grocery store. I don't want anybody to talk to me. I want to give me my six feet. So I'm going to do the same to everybody else. I'm just going to leave them alone because I don't want to talk to them. Or maybe you have this kind, generous heart, but to treat others the way we would like to be treated often goes to friends and family, people that we know. Or if it's convenient, like you are driving by, you see that car, 
on the side of the road, you're at a red light and you're like, uh, all right, I got some time, I can do it. That might compel you to do it. Or maybe you're in a good mood, like, hey man, I'm just feeling joyful, I wanna help some people out. Or you might be expecting something in return afterwards. This doesn't make you a bad person to have these thoughts or emotions. Like this is naturally a tendency that we have as human beings. What's in it for me? Does this make sense for me? What am I going to get out of this? See, and as we talk about straight out of context, treat others as we'd like to be treated, this is what we want to unpack. This is what we want to dive into because Jesus flipped it on its head. He did things differently because that word do, like that's an action. That is an action. That's being proactive instead of reactive. I say, God, I'm going to do something right now because I would love it if someone did that for me. Like Jesus coming to die for us. He was proactive in it. We didn't do anything to earn it. We were broken and just roaming. I don't know about you, but I made some mistakes in my life. I was stranded. I was lost. I felt hopeless. But Jesus came after me. He did for me. And I didn't deserve it. I did not. But he loved me and he came after me. He's doing the same for you. He loves you the same. He never wants you to feel alone. He wants you to know that he loves you and he cares for you. See, and as he's compelling us to do for others, it is this proactive stance to say, I want, I want to love people. Because the fulfillment of the Old Testament and what Jesus represents, he says, look, if I were to sum up everything, so you got your Ten Commandments, you got all these different rules and regulations that you may have heard of, and Jesus boils it down to two things. Love God, love people. Sounds simple, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And I'm right there with you. There's moments where it's like, all right, I know I should be reading my Bible, but I'm watching a TV show. I'm just being transparent and real with you right now. But I will tell you those moments where I'm diligent and saying, all right, God, I'm seeking you. And I jump into the word of God. I feel more filled up than maybe from that TV show. And God's doing a work in us. But loving people, loving people that you know, that you like, that can be easy. See, I want to take us to Luke. Luke 6, starting in verse 27. If you're not there right away, that's cool. We'll throw it up on the screen. But here's what it says. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And it goes on. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. Reverting back to week one. But if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. It's like, hey, they took your coat, give them your shirt too. Hey, okay, I guess. Give to everyone who asks you. See, this hit my heart in a big way because God's saying, ask and you shall receive. But then in Luke, in his gospel here, gospel means good news, the good news of Jesus. It's saying, all right, but if someone asks you for something, you should give. So if they ask you, they receive. God wants to continue to fill you up so you can pour yourself out. And he'll do it. He'll continue to give you more and more and more. So I, I look at it and say, I'm going to keep going to the Father. I'm going to keep going to God and saying, I need more. I'm asking for your joy. I'm asking for your love. I'm asking for your grace. I'm asking for everything that you have because I want more of you, God. And the more of God that you have, the outpouring that comes. And when others step in like, hey, I need something. You're like, I got you. And I'm not just talking about tangible things. I'm talking about friendship. 
connectivity, being there, helping somebody out in a time of difficulty, being that person that people know they can come and ask you. See, but here's what's crazy in this. As you continue on past Luke 6, 30 and 31, Jesus starts, he starts hitting you hard with it because he's like, look, it's easy to love those who love you. But what about those that hate you? What about those that don't like you? See, so as we talk about do for others as we would have them do for us, this is not just the people that we like and get along with. This is not doing it just when it's convenient. It's being proactive. It's using love. It's reaching people with the hope and love of Jesus, even those that don't like you. And that's hard. That's a difficult thing. That is a challenge for us all. I'm not going to lie to you. But God will do something special in it. God will work through it. And you'll see favor and blessing on the other side. You'll see relationships reconciled. You might also see some strangers that come up to you and go, you know what? I don't know what it is about you, but something's different and I want it. Because God wants to use you to change and impact lives. You have a purpose on your life. I don't care how you're feeling right now, how isolated you're feeling, how worthless you're feeling or unworthy. Those are lies. Those are lies and not of God because God has a plan and a purpose for your life and he wants to use you to make an impact. And he will. You just got to continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to knock. Man, I'm ready to bang down some doors. I don't know about you because God's saying I'm on the other side and I'm willing to open it up. Will you bang on some doors with me? Continue to reach out to impact our community. We want to have opportunities to love our city well. Right now, we're partnered with We Make T-shirts here in Racine, and we just got it extended for as long as people keep buying it. But our We Love Our City T-shirts, hoodies, all kind of stuff. We're even getting kids merch on it. We've asked them, can, can there be more products? And he's like, yeah, we can do it. Because we're giving 100% of the proceeds that would come to Soul Revival Church back back to Real Racine, back to helping the Racine Strong Foundation in reaching our community with the hope and love of Jesus. Because God wants to use us. You could purchase some dope church merch and impact a life in the meantime. See, it, it can't. it's not always these complicated things. It's just being obedient in the small things. God, I'm asking you, how can I bless somebody? Response, here's a small way you could do it. I mean, just dropping off some food at the Bray Center. Like God's been opening up opportunities for us to help our community. And it's not in ways that are huge, but when everybody does a little bit, big impact can happen. But it's got to start with going to God for it because God wants to give us the courage and the strength and the joy to be able to do it because he wants to work all things through us. See, the definition of treat uh, is really cool because as a noun, it's an event or an item that is out of the ordinary gives great pleasure. Like, I'm going to go get a treat, some ice cream. We're going trick-or-treating because it's treats that you don't always necessarily get. But when we look at it as a verb, it's to behave toward or deal with in a certain way. So when we treat others, we want to treat each, each other well. That's the kind of way. But the second, the second way to look at that definition as a verb is to give medical care or attention, try to heal or cure. And man, I have such a heart for our medical community right now, our doctors and nurses, those people that are putting themselves on the front lines to help people. And we can support them because they're trying to treat people. They're treating people the way that you would want to be treated. They are modeling what that looks like because they're loving those that they don't even know because they're saying, you know what? I want to help them recover and get better. And we can go to God on those people's behalf and join our doctors and nurses through prayer. God, 
praying. We're praying for protection over those in the medical field. We're praying for healing for those that are in hospitals right now and that are fighting COVID-19 and so many other things. But prayer is so powerful. And that's why trick or treat, it's like there are no tricks in this. Let's just treat. Let's treat each other well. Let's treat each other with love. Let's treat one another with grace that everyone would know that they're welcome and that they're loved right where they're at. It doesn't mean you condone everyone's actions, but you do love people right where they're at because God says, love me and love people. And it's being proactive in how we get to treat others the way that we'd like to be treated. Random acts of kindness. I don't want them to be random though. I don't want them to be random. I want them to be God ordained. I want to see revival come out of it. I want to see transformation come out of it. Like God, I don't want it to be random. I want you to lead and direct my footsteps so that lives could be changed and transformed because his gospel can do it. The Holy Spirit can do it. He can meet you right where you're at and help transform everyone around you. It's a rippling effect because light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. And God's saying, I want you to be the light, but keep coming to me. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking because I'm going to use you. And we get to do for others as we'd have them do for us, but we get to do it proactively from a place of love, expecting nothing in return because Jesus modeled it for us. Jesus will meet you right where you're at. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, he'll be with you. He'll give you the strength and the courage to get through anything, and we want to come alongside you in it. We want you to know that you're not alone. That's why we have Soul Connect groups that meet weekly. You go to our website, soulrevival.church, click on Connect, and join one. We do it through Zoom so we can see one another's faces. We can talk about these messages that we're going through right now, dive in a little bit deeper. But it's been a great opportunity to connect. We have them for men, for women, married couples, young adults. Because life is so much better together. And as you continue to seek God in those ways and seek it through relationship and know that you're not alone, He's going to start to help you do for others as you would have him do for you, but in a proactive way that's filled with nothing but the love of God because you got to be going to him in order to do that in the way that he's called us to. But you might be sitting there today like, you know what, I've heard about Jesus, but today, today I can just feel God doing something to my heart, but I've never made that decision to step into a relationship with him. Well, today's that day. Today's that day that will transform and change your life for eternity. And we want to give you that opportunity to respond. At Soul Revival Church, we will always give an opportunity to respond at the end of our messages because we know that God is working and we never want to miss out. We never want to miss out on that moment where he's speaking directly to your heart. So I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three and you're saying, yes, I want a relationship with Jesus. Yes, that I believe that he's the son of God that he came, that he died for me, and that he rose again. And you're saying, yes, I repent. Repent is not a bad word. Repent means to turn away from what I was doing and turn toward God. I want to move toward God and say, yes, God, I'm putting all those things behind me. And I want a relationship with you. 
The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. That's it. That's it. So right now, if you're feeling like, yes, I can feel the presence of God and I believe that Jesus is real, on the count of three, I'm going to have you say, yes, I believe. I believe. Throw it in the comment section. I believe. Tell your neighbor, I believe. Because one, you will never be alone. Two, Jesus loves you and he will never leave you. Three, if that's you, say it now. I believe. I believe. If you just made that decision, in this moment, all of heaven is rejoicing and we are doing it with you. We are celebrating transformation. And we want you to share it. Let somebody know. We got a link in our comment section right now. You can click and give us your information. We're not going to hound you or hassle you. We just want to thank you for being courageous enough to share that, but also celebrate it with you and come alongside you any way that we can. This is the beginning of an incredible journey. We also want to take a moment to pray with you right now. God, we thank you. We thank you so much for everyone who just made that decision. You are working in a powerful way. We pray for revival. We pray over their lives. We thank you that you came and that you died for us, but that you rose again and that you are seated on the throne. God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. And also, we would love at this time to allow us to continue to worship through the giving of our tithes and offerings. Now, if you're a guest with us today, this is not for you. We don't want anything from you because this this was for you this morning. This message, what God wanted to say to your heart. But if you call Soul Revival Church home, this is our opportunity to join God in reaching our community in the ways that we can give back right now in the midst of this pandemic that help us continue to spread the hope and love of Jesus. That there's a link right now you can click on to be able to support this ministry financially. We'd love for you to join us in that. And we thank you so much for those of you that call Soul Revival Church home or those of you that may not and you just stumbled across this message. We thank you so much for joining us. It's special and we'd also love it if you would share it. That when you sign off here, if you'd like our page, if you would go ahead and share it and check in on Facebook, we're actually partnered with a Convoy of Hope where we're trying to help, we're trying to help kids this month. They're going to be getting um, vitamins, especially in areas that are really being hit right now, whether it's by this pandemic or even natural disasters, but wanting to reach kids and help them out. So just by checking in on Facebook, it helps there. It helps continue to spread the hope and love of Jesus. And also last week, we announced the We Love Our City, the merch I was talking about. Um, and if you were to do those three things, so like this page, uh, check in, and then share it, that we would put you in a drawing. Well, we want to continue that again. So uh, we didn't get to pull that drawing this past week, but we will be doing it tonight, actually. Uh, so if you checked in last week and did it, do it again this week. We'll put your name in a second time to give you an opportunity to win a We Love Our City t-shirt. Because we want to bless you and thank you for being a part of this ministry and joining us this morning. God's got big plans and, and he's not done working in the midst of what we're facing right now. And he's not surprised by it. He's not scared by it. When you have a hope and faith in Jesus, you can face anything because he's with you and he will give you a confidence and a courage that others may not have in this moment, but they're going to look to you and say, I want what you have. 
And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the love of Jesus because it is by his grace that we're saved. It is by his grace that we can continue on another day, that we can find joy no matter what we're facing. So we thank you so much for joining us today. We are praying over your week and we are hopeful to see you again next week or even in a Soul Connect group in this coming week. You can jump in at any point in time. We love you and we appreciate you and we will see you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.